received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. Welcome, fight enthusiasts, to the UFC 287 edition of Gamblu's Bout Business Podcast. We continue to experience really excellent listenership and growth. I thank everyone for tuning in. We're flattered that you follow from your various states and countries to know there's fight passionates on every corner of the globe is totally enthusing to me. Now the first quarter is over. UFC favorites, 72, 32, and 9, 63.7%. That compressed a little bit after a really hot favorite start to begin the year. And our numbers to some degree reflect that. The Bout Business Podcast sits 25 and 22, a net 8.11 units of profit, 53.1% and a 17% ROI. That is a positive first quarter. So we'll bank that and then look forward into this second quarter, this being the first week, as a new chapter, one in which we plan on adding profitability to the first quarter. Few ground rules. This podcast drops Fridays after weigh-ins, and we do that not because we're trying to gather the most listeners we possibly can. We know we're late. We do it Tuesday if hits and listenership was our goal. Rather, our goal is profitability. There's no way for me to really hang my hat on releases Tuesday, Wednesday, though I'm not afraid to take advantage when I think I have one. But to list them all that early in the week in order to gain a lot of listeners would compromise the profitability. I'm not willing to do that. And so this is another thank you to the people that wait so late in the week to listen to us but it's important, not sexy, but important to wait late and take the weigh-ins in. Why? Because a fighter that we released as a future some time ago, Cynthia Calvillo, we know struggles to make 115. In fact, she was the last one on the scale today, but she came in at 116, weight of the world off her and my shoulders, and that girl's a dog, and she's going to show herself this week. That's one example as to why. If she wallowed on the scale and missed weight, we would have bought our way out of that bet as quick as possible. And that's why we wait to watch the weigh-ins. Fewer releases in 2023 mean that the percentage is going up. It's unusual for my business in the UFC to end other than 46, 48% 
because of the way we play underdogs, rolling 53.1%. If we can keep that rate up all year, then it will be an opposite years to the one that we experienced last year when favorites ran rampant in the UFC. Okay, we're done with past business. But before we get to round one, let's just talk about our promo that I do with the folks at Green Roll Media. This fight's on us. This week is UFC 287, and they're going to hit you for a fee for the pay-per-view event. Those guys at Green Roll Media, Jeremiah Crow and his buddies that do such a great job polishing an old shoe like me up and making me presentable to you folks, are going to give someone a chance to win the fight for free. You just enter by going to Green Roll Media's Instagram page, follow them, and tag two friends under the UFC 287, this fight's on us, quote unquote, this fight's on us post. That's it. Post that and you're eligible. One lucky winner will be announced right before the prelims and they'll receive a payment of $79.99 to cover the cost of the pay-per-view as well. Next week, I'll announce who that lucky winner is. It's someone listening, someone we wanna thank. And for 80 bucks, it's worth, I think, entering the contest. Now, without any further business to handle looking past, let's look forward and go right into round one. Round one, one of the future releases made a few weeks ago, Cynthia Calvillo, plus 260. She fights Lupita Godinez. Godinez opens minus 325 in this ladies' strawweight fight, 115 pounds, to Calvillo, 270. By the time I discovered it and was able to release it on this pod, or via Twitter, it was plus 260, currently Calvillo plus 230. So there's been a little bit of erosion in her most attractive number, that is Calvillo. Calvillo's a gal that fought at 115, could never make weight, had to move to 25, had terrible success there, though she fought elite competition. Undersized at 125, she's now at 35, decided to move down to 115, and she was the last one on the scale today, as I mentioned, but she looked fit, she looked relieved, and she looked ready to go. The fact that she made 116 is very, very big, and why? Because she holds tremendous experience over her most game and capable Mexican opponent, Lupita Godinez. But Godinez is undersized for 115. Calvillo just got done fighting the elite killers at 125. Now she makes weight at 115. She'll be something unusual for her, the larger girl in the octagon while she's older by five years than Godinez. Her experience, who she's been in with, and the size difference make Calvillo, who's a junkyard dog to begin with, more than live at $2.60. Even at plus 230, if you're listening now and didn't get the future release, round one, Cynthia Calvillo 
in a fight, line two and a half over minus 305. We'll take Calvillo plus the 260 and run. For those today, it's plus 230. If you're interested in Calvillo decision, want to sprinkle a little there, I wouldn't blame you. That's plus 350. We're going to keep it simple because make no mistake about it, Calvillo does have violence and she is going to be the larger lady. Round one, Calvillo plus 260. Now we'll move in to another future released for round two. Round two, Kelvin Gastelum, Chris Curtis. A fight that's flip-flopped. For Curtis, open minus 175 to Gastelum plus 145. And now viewing the line, Gastelum's minus 125 or 30. Curtis plus 105 plus 110. So this line is flip-flopped. And when we saw in this matchup weeks ago, Gastelum plus 135 had to take it. Had to take it because he's the more well-rounded fighter. And though he has a handful of losses, I think there's reasons for that. There's motivational issues for that. And quite honestly, I think the time off, he's come off injuries, and the fact that he's four years younger in this fight, who he's been in with. I believe that if we see a focused Gastelum, we're going to see a fighter that has more tools in his toolbox, a.k.a. wrestling, than Chris Curtis, a guy that really is a deft boxer, slick on his feet, but has been getting beat on the feet until he can find a power shot to take guys out. Now, Curtis is focused. He's gregarious. He's got tremendous momentum running into this fight. But I'm planning on Gastelum at plus 135 being too good to pass up. Now, those that didn't get Gastelum as a nice underdog like that and are now looking at 125, I'm leaving it up to you. That's how important it is for us to take those early releases either on Twitter or when I release them here because Gastelum as any form of a favorite, I could not hang my hat on. And yes, there's that big a difference between Gastelum minus 125 and Gastelum plus 135. So if you have the future, good for you. We got round two. If you don't have the future, I'd suggest maybe considering Gastelum in some form of a, of a parlay. But I don't like Gastelum with a negative number next to his name. So to summarize, round two, Kelvin Gastelum plus 135. Now we'll move into round three. Round three, and now we'll jump into the main card. For the third of the releases made earlier, Adrian Yanez, Rob Font, Bantamweight Battle, outstanding matchup, Font 19 and six, Yanez 16 and three, the difference is, is that Font at 35, who will be an inch taller and have an inch reach advantage, piston-like jab, Font's been in with much better. Font's the more experienced mixed martial artist. Font's also got wrestling in his back pocket. He also enters desperate because really Font, over the course of his last handful of fights, has shown himself to be 
at 35 in the 135 pound division, slowing just a touch. His last two fights were losses against Jose Aldo, Marlon Vera. Nothing really shameful in that, except a loss to Vera before Vera's fight with Sandhagen wasn't such a bad thing. A loss to Marlon Vera after Sandhagen's fight maybe isn't such a good thing. He's taken damage, and clearly he is, while more experienced, going to be the man giving up speed, quickness, combinations, because that's what Adrian Yanez is. Sure, Yanez steps up for this fight, but he throws his strikes in threes and fours, has deft footwork, but possesses a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And while that's impressive, he can't spell wrestling. So does Rob Font acquiesce with Yanez to go out there and stand toe-to-toe -to -toe and potentially get pieced? I'm not sure. I got to think we're going to see wrestling out of Font. Yanez best be ready for that. But really, if these two decide to get it on on the feet, Yanez slick striking movement and ability to throw strikes, knees, elbows, and fists in combinations will be the difference here in a competitive fight, but one that I think clearly goes to the younger ascending fighter. Round three, Yanez released via Twitter, minus 170. He's currently minus 180. That's a full unit to win. We're going to put up 170 to win a unit and suggest that at market minus 180, no higher, you take Yanez in round three to win a unit. Now let's move into round four. Round four is our parlay because we need to use the main event. I want to address this right away. In the main event on the digital magazine for Visa, I released Adesanya minus 130. I'll live with that for the digital release and its recordings. But in this main event, I'm not releasing Adesanya. I like Adesanya in this fight. I think he wins. And I think the winner of the fight finishes the other. Uh, but we're not going to bet Adesanya at minus 130. If something changes with his price, we'll revisit it, of course. But we're going to go another route. And before we get to that, we need the first leg of our parlay. And to find that, we're going to go to the Pfeiffer Mearshart fight. This is down on the prelims. These guys are middleweights. And we got a classic clash of styles. Gerald Mearshart, 35 years old, is especially dangerous as a submission artist. He needs to weather first rounds against violent, striking, aggressive wrestling, because if he can take people deep, he has a chance to find a way to choke them, grab an arm or a leg. But make no mistake about it. He's effective on the ground, but not effective standing. Very, very little strike defense. At 35, he's not especially crisp or fast. This is a beguiling, high IQ submission specialist. And he gets a kid at nine years younger, 26, in Pfeiffer, who's going to be given away reach, 
but will be the taller man. Piper clearly faster, stronger, harder, comes from the Gracie camp in Philadelphia that's rife with a bunch of deft wrestlers, Sean Brady amongst them. We know this kid, though a stand-up striker, has had to address the wrestling, and I think he's going to have everything for Mearshart figured, and the power that he possesses, and his aggression, coupled with the fact that I look at the total in this fight and see it at one and a half under minus 135. Well, the makers think this thing's going to happen quick. That does not spell Mearshart success. So round four, we're going to jump all over leg one, Joe Pfeiffer, minus 180. And let's be patient on that price. It was minus 190 a few hours ago, now minus 180. If there's meerkat love out there, let's let it come. Be patient. Get the best price on Pfeiffer as you can. And we're going to team him back to that main event that I've been alluding to with Pereira and Adesanya. I'm not releasing Izzy as a position right now because I don't like the price. And really, there's hesitation for me to use him because my best feeling on the fight, the way I handicap this fight is that Izzy's coming with way more urgency. He's focused. I like the way he turned it around quick. I like that he wanted it right away. I like everything about the professionalism focus of Adesanya, but I have to respect the power and size of Pereira. Pereira made weight, though he stood on the scale an hour and a half after Adesanya, he made the weight looking fine. And so going on a side makes me nervous, but the one thing I really feel is that one man's going to finish the other in this fight. Either Pereira will find Adesanya again in this fight, or Adesanya's going to find a way to fold some wrestling in, tire the brute out, but slay this monster to solidify his name and his importance and his dominance in this division for many years to come. This Pereira is a scary guy. My heart's all over Adesanya. I want him to win. Let's see what happens with the price. But round four, finally, Joe Pfeiffer, minus 180, coupled with the main event, does not go to decision, currently priced minus 140. That parlay together, one unit out, brings back 1.67. If we're alive to that bet, moving into the main event, We've got all kinds of options with round props, etc. So I could absolutely be active on Twitter as well. Last cuts. Steve Garcia goes early in the fight card. I love his size. He can't wrestle at all. The other kids got some wrestling and some experience. I really like Steve Garcia as a dog. I didn't release him. Also, we got to talk about Masvidal. I give Masvidal all forms of heat. I call him Rasputin because to an extent he is. At 39, he's still in relevant fights, and he shouldn't be. He doesn't really have the game, but what he does have is guile, experience, and 25, 30 years of street fighting. The guy's an original OG. 
He finally gets to face another undersized 170-er in Gil Burns that makes the fight closer to a fair fight. This fight's priced way off. I have a hard time suggesting Masvidal, but Masvidal at plus 380 or 400, that's a stupid price because we know what this means to him, not only in front of his people in Miami, but if he wins this fight, a mega fight against Leon Edwards in England that the UFC wants, oh, by the way, as well as George wants for cash before he cashes out and takes his business elsewhere, which he's already done. So there's plenty in the pot for Masvidal to show up here and give his best effort. And his best effort, is it enough to beat Gil? I'm not so sure. But I wasn't so sure he could beat Till, and he knocked him out. And I wasn't so sure he could beat Askren. In fact, I bet Askren. And what'd he do to Askren? So Masvidal has the rabbit in his hat. And we can't put it past him in Miami to try and pull it out. Masvidal, should this thing, three rounds, go to decision plus 10 to 1? That's stupid. That's absolutely stupid. I'm prone to put a little on that. As well, I'm prone to put a little on Masvidal, but I'm not going to do it yet. I'm going to hold my cards close to myself. We're going to watch a few fights transpire. But look for me to be active. Check me on Twitter, and we'll see what happens as these fights loom. Right now, we have four rounds of action, investing 4.7 units out in a potential return of 6.62 units. We're going to take a conservative approach to the beginning of the second quarter. As for next week, we have Kansas City on deck. That main event is approaching. And oh, by the way, let's talk about that fight card because I have a couple futures that I've completely overlooked releasing. Saturday, April 15th, one of the early fights on the card is a ladies' bantamweight fight between Jocelyn Edwards and Lucy Pudilova. I draw my attention to this because I believe this fight's mispriced. Currently, Pudilova minus 150. Jocelyn Edwards, plus 130. That's at DraftKings. I want you to run out immediately. Let's take Jocelyn Edwards, plus 130. Next week at this time when we do this podcast, I don't think that plus 130 is going to be there. So let's take her now as well. A fight later in the card. Eon the Hulk Kutalaba, a Moldavian madman is taking on Canada's Tanner Boser. The key here, Boser's moving down from heavyweight to light heavyweight. And I think this fight's also one where we've seen movement, but incorrectly so. Why? Because Boser opened minus 160 over Kutilaba. And I think that's fairly representative of how I view this fight. However, as we look at the price today, right now, we have Kutalaba minus 120, minus 125, and Bozer, the underdog, plus 105. Now that line could continue to grow on Bozer, and I could be upset for committing now, but a plus price next to Tanner Bozer is enough for me to move right now. Tanner Bozer plus 105, there's a unit bet.
And lastly, in a future that's tagged, available at DraftKings right now, this fight has to happen before the end of the year. And it's Covington against Leon Edwards. We don't know where the fight is, but we do know this. Covington opens minus 190. This thing's now minus 110. Either way, sound the alarms. We're ready to move. That's enough movement for me. Covington minus 110. I'm handicapping this fight as if it's going to be in London in a month or two, because that's what I think is going to happen. Colby Covington minus 110. I don't care if it's in London, Brisbane, or Omaha, Nebraska. Covington minus 110. Take it now, and we'll hold it under the understanding that the fight has to go off before the end of the year, and we don't care where it goes off, just that it goes off. Those are our futures. You have our four rounds of action. Last thing to do is wish you luck. I hope everyone has an awesome Easter or whatever you celebrate, Passover, Ramadan, all you people. I hope you have families. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the fights, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. into Gamblue's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finicaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind-the-scenes access to the world of MMA. Of all the superlatives. Oh, oh, that hand is ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. Bam! The legs go. I mean, that is clean. Want the best sports betting podcast on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.